When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Children are definitely the most costly part of family life, or at least they are in my home. It got me thinking, how can we encourage our kids to help us save on bills and whether getting them to do this would actually be a good life lesson for them? So I sought the advice of Dawn Baker from Homestart Birmingham, a charity that helps families in crisis. She has helped hundreds of families over the years to get on top of their finances and has loads of great ideas on how you can get the kids involved in making your money go further. Welcome back to Brummy Mummies. My name is Zoe Chamberlain. I'm a journalist, author and mum. I launched Brummy Mummies as a community for families to help people to connect both online and in person. My goal is to share with you ideas and tips from other families on how they juggle family life. A mum herself, Dawn has advice on everything, from fun ways to get the kids to turn the lights off, yes, she actually has this idea, to getting them involved in budgeting and meal planning to cut down on food wastage. So let's get chatting to Dawn to see how we can all start saving. So we're talking all about saving money, but how we can get the kids to help us with this, because they are the most expensive part of family life aren't they <laughs> I think it's an issue you have kids you you just are spending so much money yeah so what age do you think parents should start talking to their children about money I think to be honest with you it's it's quite early I think you can do it without it being a conversation just about money and and putting the seriousness in it you can start sort of as soon as sort of children start counting really, because it can help them with their numbers, with value, with counting, things like that. So I think there's, I don't think there's a, there's a set age, really. I think just to start, start to introduce money and just sort of talk to, talk to them about that and sort of like involve them in um, discussions, thinking about sort of how that progresses, maybe into shopping, into cash, um, and just progress as, as appropriate sort of Try and involve them in decisions, you know, possibly around food or spending, things like that, little bits. I think sort of something that really helps is sort of when you're going into perhaps a small shop and, and children have the opportunity when they're young to go and pay for something themselves. So I think it really sort of teaches them that that, that value is sort of like you get something in return for that money then. Um, yes. So I don't, I don't think there is sort of like a, a set age, but it's it's just appropriate. Do you think you could give us kind of nine or ten examples where, just like you have just mentioned, where kids might be able to help parents to save money around the home? There are some little things that can be done. Um, simple things like turning lights off 
I think that counts for us adults as well as children. Seem to spend my whole life saying that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I very often say, are, are we sort of, you know, in, uh, interviewing for Warsaw, uh, Blackpool Illuminations? <laughs> but yeah, sort of um, turning water off rather than letting it run, especially if you're on um, a meter, which I know a lot of families are now. Smart meters are really good and you can look at that with children, make it quite fun. So you could look at if you do have a smart meter, turning everything off in the house and then one by one turn things on. Now, this has to be turned off at a plug, obviously not your fridge freezer, but turning like TVs off at a plug and start to turn them on one by one. And you can see sort of like you can make it into a bit of a, a game or a bit of fun to see sort of who can find the lowest um, thing to turn on and who can find the highest thing things like that but also thinking about things that we leave plugged in so a lot of people charge things me included charge things overnight um, and actually they're probably charged up within an hour or a couple of hours but that carries on using um, electricity um, for the whole time that that's plugged in we can look at laptops are very often just left plugged in um, a lot of things, TVs that are on standby. So there are some smart plugs that you can buy that you can actually turn. So when it goes into standby mode, it turns off at the plug. Um, so that will save. What I would say is anything that's left with a little light on, so your extension needs, your chargers sometimes, things like that, that's all using power while you're not using it. So I know we've got like... Um, uh, like a, a plug that plugs in and then you put your USBs into it. And there's a red light on that. Even if you're not charging anything, there's a red light on it. If it's got that red light on, it's using some power. They're only little bits. But if you think about all those around the house and how many little lights there are on. I guess you could get your kids to go and look for those little lights, couldn't you, and see which ones they can turn off? We've got um, fans that we had from the summer and they were still plugged in around December time. So even those, they've got lights on. Mm. So it's just those little bits, but lots of things like that. So, um, yeah, less waste, thinking about food shopping, thinking about the decisions you make. Sort of include children in those decisions, maybe doing your shopping lists around the, the menus that you're planning and things like that. But I think also giving them responsibility of their own spending um, helps them again in that first one where we're talking about value of money. So thinking about pocket money, maybe money for holidays, um, money for uh, birthdays, things like that. If they have um, their own money to spend, believe me, they will think twice about that spending so, yeah, there's, there's a lot of ways that we can sort of include children in it. You know, that at, at the end of the day, we have to remember that, that we're sort of um, modelling that for their future. Um, yes. So really this, this is about them learning um, and not all of a sudden when they do have their own home or, or they have to pay bills, all of a sudden having to find out that things cost more money. So how do we get them to stop asking for stuff when we go around the shops? <laughs> That's one thing that they really like to spend lots of money on. It's the sweets at the counter, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I think it's about probably having that conversation before you even go. Um, or maybe having like a sit down, you know, again, age appropriate. But I would start that quite young, really, um, and talk about sort of maybe... Um, it depends how many times you go shopping um, 
And it might be that once a week they can have something that's up to a pound or uh, once a month they can have something up to two or three pounds. But that, that's about you setting what, what, you're, what you find um, appropriate. And it's about saying, okay, today we're not spending any extra money. We're just going to get what's on this list. But then another day we will do um, and we'll have a little bit of money to spend and, and you can have that choice. So I think it's about having those conversations before you go. I think the difficulty is when you spring something on a child, that's when we t- tend to have like tantrums and and sort of crying and stuff because then they don't know what the plan is, especially if previously we've always been able to say yes um, because all of a sudden when we turn around and, and we can't have it, what I would do as well, something I learned a long, long time ago from from um a training I did was um, to learn not to really say no to a ch- to your child. And you could say yes, but have a different meaning. So it could be yes next week or yes in a month or yes when we've got the money. Um, but they hear the word yes. Um, and trust me, I, I really didn't think that would work and it did. Um, That's really they're interesting. They're just little things, yeah. So when it comes to food waste, I mean, there's nothing more frustrating than chucking half your kids dinner in the bin how do we kind of get around that is it getting them to cook with us uh, as you said maybe meal plan with us I think a big part is meal planning and again this decides on this depends on the um the size of your family you know if you've got a, a, a couple of children they could choose a meal um each for a day but I think if they know what's what's expected as well and what you're what you're going to have for the week, they're more in lo- more inclined to sort of um, to eat some of that, and maybe smaller portions as well. And you know, if you've got some bits left over, you can always add to it if they need a bit more later. But yeah, sort of, it's it's a hard one because you do have children sometimes that will eat different foods and that. So it is about trying to 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 do meals that we will all eat, but. But also that planning, I really do think that that helps. And they know, again, what is expected and what, what's going to happen. And what about days out? I mean, if you go to an attraction or somewhere, it's so expensive as a family. Is it about maybe encouraging children to help you come up with some free or very cheap days out that you can enjoy as a family? It is, yeah. And and I've noticed sort of like, you know, on, on the Brummy Mummies um, page that there's lots of ideas for days out. Um, and it's, you know, it's, it, it's really good to sort of look at planning those, but especially over sort of the school holidays, um, if you can find as many sort of free or cheaper days as possible, and if you are going to spend money and there's going to be sort of things to buy there, maybe giving each child a set amount so they have that money to spend again, because what happens is otherwise we can go into sort of like the shops and stuff that are there and, and then one wants something that's one one price and, and we end up spending quite a bit. Whereas if you give the child, children their own money to spend, you set that limit before you even go. Um, but there are lots of free attractions around or very reasonable ones or cheaper ones. Um, but it's just finding those and making sure sort of like that, that you've um, sort of allocated for those. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and 
What do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. And do you think we can be quite quite creative as parents um, in terms of how we can save money? Maybe you know, using charity shops or the library rather than buying new things, or maybe swapping games and toys with friends? Yeah, most definitely. Um, I mean, there's there's so many sort of seller sites on now sort of where you can sell things that are are not used. Um, And I know from experience when my daughter was little, she had so many things that, you know, that they might have been used once or sometimes never used um, a sort of like try and get the children to sort of declutter a little bit if you if you find that that's an issue and sort of get some toys um, that I you know okay these can be taken to a charity shop but then you can buy one thing when you're there helping them to give um, as well but yeah thinking about sort of swapping toys with other children obviously under like your direction so they're not just taking all the all the things in and swapping. Libraries are, are brilliant places, um, not only for books, but they do activities and things like that, and they will have ideas there as well. But, yeah, look look around what is there. There's, there are toy libraries, um, I know, for younger children as well, which is quite good. So how do we teach our children the value of items? I mean, I don't know about you, but it's so frustrating and expensive when, like, they come home from school and they've lost a jumper or part of the PE kit or they've ripped their trousers how do we teach them that that's not really acceptable because that is a lot of money that they're wasting there? I think, to be honest with you, this starts from quite a young age about having responsibility and places for things. Um, and similar to before, to before, it's about us as parents modelling the behaviour that, that we feel is right or that we want. Um, and children learn the behaviours from, from adults. Um, so thinking sort of even like as a younger child, you know, having a place for things, so toy boxes, and that toys are put away at the end of the day. So they start to look at sort of the things that belong to them, that they look after them. So it's about looking after books and not just sort of throwing them around the floor. You know, I've I've seen homes where where the books are are, are literally just thrown around the floor, and and there is no value then. And and if if that's what we allow in um in a, in toys and books and things like that where they can just get broken then it will follow through with clothes um but it's also about what we do with things you know if we've got sort of a parent that throws clothes or shoes just wherever they land <laughs> um a child's going to color copy that so i don't think we you know we we're on sticky points sort of when they go to school and say well you must look after it when you've not actually been shown how to do that or had to do that before. So I think it's about having a place for things um, and it's about being reasonable on on what you expect. We're all going to lose things. We all do lose things. Even in our own home, we lose things. So it's going to happen at school and uniform is all the same. So make sure that you think about sort of putting names in or even just writing, you know, if you've not got name tags or anything, just writing on the labels in the clothes um, with their names can help. Um, But it is about starting early, really, with that, with young. I think sometimes we feel like we maybe don't want to talk to children about money 
because we don't want to worry them, especially if we're particularly worried about it ourselves. How do we get that balance so we we talk to them about it in a healthy way without scaring them? Um, I think it's really important not, as you say, not to scare them. Um, so it's not about saying that, uh, you know, we have no money or we're in debt or we owe money. It's not about putting that pressure onto children, but it's about teaching them for the future. So it's about um, teaching them to learn to budget. And again, going back to them having responsibility for their own money, I think this is this is where this starts. And, and it starts, it, it, it is teaching them for their future as well about budgeting. I don't feel budgeting and things like that is covered in education. And, and that's, I feel that's sad, sort of not putting that into that perspective. It may be that it is in, in some areas, but I think once you learn that that skill, it's really, really important. And I think you can do that with, with anything with children and with any amount. It doesn't have to be um, about bills. It doesn't have to be about, um, you know, sort of complex things. It can be um, made quite simple. You know, there's nothing wrong in saying, okay, we've got a little bit less money this month. So it might be some of the treats or we're going to cut down on takeaways or or the treats we can still have some but this is what we're going to do or this is how much we can spend what would you like to spend that on or you know and and if again if you've got a number of children in the family get each one to choose something different maybe each month maybe you know whatever is appropriate for your family yeah that's really useful so getting them to prioritize that's an important skill isn't it so do you have any examples of families who have successfully got their kids to help reduce their bills without identifying them? But I know that you go out and meet people a lot and help them with their finances. Have you come across that? I do recall a family a long time ago now, and um, she was a young mum with a child. She was saying that by the end of the week, she had no money left. She was having to borrow money off her mum. And what we did, we looked at her income We did a four-week plan over what she needed to spend. And we did a a written plan of everything that she needed to to pay out and when she needed to make those payments or if they were direct debits and things like that. And we showed her that, you know, she did have enough money and she actually had some spare. And if she started to put a little bit of that into saving, even like £5 a week, I think it was to start with, what she would then have... Um, in six months' time, etc., um, and she was really, really keen for this. This was a mum who ha- didn't know how to read her meter, um, so we also looked at some of the things that we we talked about earlier about um, turning the TV off at the wall. Um, we talked about turning the radiators down one, about keeping an eye on bills and things like that. And she started to to be able to to save money. And I'll, I'll always remember when she came to us and she said, you know, I think it was about six months later or something, and she said, you know, I'm now at a point where I actually buy things for my mum. And also um, her, I think it was her fridge freezer that broke, and she was able to go out and buy it. And that That's had wonderful. Come, that had come from somebody who actually wasn't managing the, the week. Um, but that's taught her for life. Now, they're skills that she will pass on to her children. 
So, you know, even though we may be starting as adults, they're things that we can teach our children as well. That's really good to have a, a rainy day fund, isn't it, uh, for the broken fridge freezer or something like that. Yeah. Do you think even if we feel like, well, you've just shown with that example, even if we feel like we've got no money, there's always a way to find a little bit for a rainy day fund? Yeah, I, I think even like even a jar, you know, with some odd pennies in or, or you know, I, I really do understand at the moment that it's tight for people. Um but what we also say to our families is if if they don't really know where where money is going, write it down, write down every single thing you spend in a week. And when you look at it and you add it up, um, it, you can be quite surprised about how much we do actually spend on things that we probably could do without. Um, and I think a lot of it's about prioritising as well. Where are our priorities? And uh, being realistic with those. Yes. So are there certain family benefits that parents might not be available? Kind of, you know, if there's free nappy schemes or free dental care for new mums, childcare options, that kind of thing. There are schemes around, but they can be different in different areas. Um, so it's worth sort of um, contacting um, sometimes your local library or um, local health centres or children's centres um, or home start, um, to, um, to try and find out where, you know, if there is anything in your area. What I would say there is in every area across Birmingham is a food pantry. And food pantries are brilliant at the moment. It's um, a weekly um, thing and they have fresh foods. They have different foods for um, that you choose yourself. And you have a weekly fee that you pay. And I think this ranges from around £3.50 to £5 a week. And they can choose around £15 to £20 worth of food themselves. So um, people feel as though they've, they're getting something and they have that choice as well. That's really good. There are those across Birmingham. You will find out where, if you go onto the Birmingham Forward Steps website, you will find out where each one is across Birmingham. In some areas, there are more than one. Um, but it is something that's been really, really helpful for families. Um, but there, as I say, there are things about, but it's, you know, it's hard to sort of say because they may not be available to everyone. So I don't want to put something out there that people think, I, you know, I could access that and then if they find that they can't. Yes. Um, but there is a lot of stuff out there. And you can get free childcare, can't you, for if for children of a certain age? Um, you can. There are criteria for that again. So it can start at two years of age, depending on benefits and income. There's a two and a half year one and then there's the three year one. So the three year, um, you get 15 hours of free childcare at 15, uh, yeah, 15 hours of free childcare when the child is three. Um, and I, I believe that that is available to all children. Um, that is not dependent on income. And I think that raises to 30 hours if um, both parents are working as well, um, or if you're a lone parent and you're working. So I think that raises um, in some circumstances. So that's well worth making sure that you get. Definitely. And also, you know, if, if people are getting universal credits or tax credits, they can get um, support towards childcare costs. I think that they get 70% off the top of my head. Um, yes. towards childcare costs. And what about for new parents? Are there, are there certain things that are available to help 
with budgeting and, and, and costs at that time? There are sort of, but again, it it depends on income um, and it depends on, so for a new parent that's having their first child, I know that there's a £500 Sure Start maternity grant. Um, I think you do have to be on benefits or a low income for that. Um, but it's worth sort of maybe talking to your midwife or a health visitor about, I think it's got to be claimed within the first three months of birth, um, but it can be claimed, I think, around three months before as well. So it's within that six month period, I think. Um, but yeah, definitely worth thinking about that. Um, if you are in need of support, do contact your local Home Start scheme. Um, they have access to some baby banks who can sometimes help. Um, there are different schemes around in different areas and, and sort of we can normally sort of help um, with certain items. There are grants around um, for people who are in need. Um, but again, it's just finding out where those are, how we access them and what areas they cover. Um, some are very specific about what areas they cover. So always worth asking the question. Yes, definitely. And that's what yeah. you're there for at Home, home yeah. Start, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. Do you think we should be reviewing our family spending on a regular basis, particularly as the cost of living increases? Yeah, definitely. Um, if we set a budget sort of like, you know, six months ago, things are very different now, very different. Um, I would make sure that you you look at um, sort of like things around um, loyalty cards as well um, with with your um, supermarkets. I know there's a lot of supermarkets do those. Um, so I know as to do, as to rewards, which is actually money that is saved and then you have a voucher to, to, to take off. Similar with uh, Tesco club cards, it brings the price down actually at the time. And I think there's vouchers as well with that. Um, Sainsbury's, I knew, do the Nectar cards. And again, that can take money off your shopping. So there are things that can help with that. But definitely reviewing your budget, sort of thinking about how much are you spending on shopping, um, how much are you spending on energy. We've talked about ways that we can cut that down. Um, but also um, planning ahead and looking at the things that crop up maybe once a year. Um, you know, do you pay um, do you pay things monthly, and is there a fee on top for that? So thinking about car tax, thinking about your insurances, um, there is always a small fee on top that we pay. So, you know, is it possible to put that money aside each month so that next year when it comes up, you've budgeted for it and you've actually got the money to pay it out in full? Um, but there are also options where if things are available on a monthly plan or something and there is no fee then sometimes it's worth taking that option um, for families where they are struggling. I did just that actually with our home insurance I was really surprised how much I was extra I was paying yeah. to pay um, monthly by standing order I, I didn't realise at the time so I think sometimes there are hidden costs that you just don't realise. Yeah, definitely. Even the council tax, I'm not sure if it's still the same, but I know years ago um, that uh, the council tax payments were taken over 10 months. But if you speak to the council, you can have that over 12 months, um, which just makes those monthly payments that little bit more. But I, I do think you have to request that. And I know uh, water payments used to be 
um, the same over 10 months. And again, that can be moved to 12 months. So do look at sort of, you know, how, how that money's coming out and things. What I would say with your energy companies as well, I know that there's been a, a lot of, and they are trying to help people and they are trying to help people to be realistic um, on what, what energy is going to cost going forwards. Um, but just because somebody says we need to increase your your payments, um, I would be checking that out, um, that that's what you want to do. And to remember that you always have a choice. Um, you don't have to increase those payments. And an example of this is, um, and I think it was around 12 months ago, my energy company had, had contacted me, and they are very, very good. Um, they contacted me and said, um, you need to increase your payments. Um, um, and I sort of looked at what, because I'm, I'm quite good at sort of looking at what I'm using. And, and because of the apps now, you're able to keep track of how much you're spending each month and things like that. Um, I said, actually, I'd prefer to keep it as it is at the moment. Um, and, and they did keep it as it was at the moment. And then a bit later on in the year, they were like, oh, you need to increase it. I'm like, okay, I'll increase it up to this amount. But it wasn't what they wanted me to increase it to. Um, and then I was asked to increase it again because of, and I, and I worked out that over the next three months, I would actually be in credit. And I'm like, well, actually, no, not at this moment in time. And I also knew that the, um, the government support was coming in in September. Um, so I didn't. And that was around last August. Now, I knew that there would come a time over the winter months where I'd probably have to make a one-off payment to, to put it back to zero. And this month, literally yesterday, I made that very first one-off payment. Now, I would have been paying that over the last probably four or five months. Um, and that would have been in credit. Um, and I do understand why that is. I really do understand. Um, and what I would say is you've got to be well controlled yourself in your spending because you still have to put it aside so that when you do need to make that payment, it is there to make it. Um, yes. So if you feel that's not something that, that would suit you, then then do increase your payments and follow sort of what is being advised. But if you are strong and you can sort of plan that and and, and sort of see what it's like, then um, then do 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 that. Because it's always better to have the money in your account than theirs, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things that we can do around the family home, thinking about sort of like cooking. Um, so thinking about bulk cooking and freezing stuff. Um, make sure when you cook on a hub that you put lids on saucepans because that actually uses less energy because um, they don't need to be as high once they're boiling, things like that. Um, turning heating thermostats down, turning washing temperatures down, even just by one um, sort of with your thermostats and and uh, your 10 degrees on your shopping. The washing powders are supposed to be really good now and, and that you can, you know, sort of wash on lower temperatures. Your shopping list, definitely with your menu planning um, and the smart plugs that, are, that I mentioned before and, and even like the smart lights, if you feel that would be of benefit to you. Um, you know, there are things out there that can help us. Um, what I would say is the Energy Saving Trust, their website, gives you lots of things and ideas of, of cutting sort of uh, bills and energy and things like that. That's really useful. So what should families do if they're, struggling with debts and bills okay. where can they go for help um what i would say is 
don't bury your head because a lot of us do it. Um, and I think people uh, think that if, if you don't open the letters, it doesn't exist. It does exist. And it becomes a bigger, bigger issue and it can impact on your mental health and, and lots of other things around family life. What I would say is do open it, do face it. Um, but I would say contact um, organisations such as Step Change or National Deadline. Um, they are really, really good at helping you to budget but also helping to look at those debts, those bills, and setting up plans. Um, step changed, national deadline, things like that, they are voluntary organisations. They do not charge a fee. It is a free service. If you don't want to talk to somebody on a phone, most of them do web chats as well, which sometimes is much, much easier um, for people. Um, but what I would say is um, there are... Uh, companies around that do set up sort of plans to to pay off debts but there will be a fee included so think about those free access ones like national deadline step change there will be others but those are just two examples of of ones that do do that that service for free and could you tell us a bit about how homestart helps families okay so um in relation to, to money, um, we will normally, so each family has a worker, a volunteer um, that will go into their home regularly to support them in, in you know, whatever their needs are. Um, but we will also talk to them about um, financial management, the, the household budget. Um, and we will be able to support with with that sort of on um a week-to-week basis sort of help setting up plans. We also know of organisations that we can signpost to that might help with different things. Um, so, yeah, it is really important to sort of get that support out there. Um, but, uh, yeah, there's, there is support out there for families. Sometimes it's finding it and it can be different in different areas, which is sad. But, yeah, we will help, help to look at... Um, budgets and to budget planning and looking at making some savings and helping to prioritise things. I think that's really useful and and what you were saying as well, to, to take those first steps and start to look at your budget. It's also a really good way of modelling for your kids and hopefully yeah. teaching them lessons for the future. Yeah, that's all, most all been really, really helpful. Thank you so much. Great to see You're you. You're welcome. Dawn. And you, Zoe. Thank you for asking me. You can read all of Dawn's tips on our Brummie Mummies Facebook page and on the Birmingham Live website, plus all the links to the organisations and charities she mentions are on there too. Find out more about Homestart by visiting the website homestartbirmingham.co.uk. This is a laudable production, available on all major platforms, including Spotify and Apple. Please share this episode with anyone you think might find it useful. You may also want to check out our episode with Money Mum, Gemma Bird, too. See you next time.